Welcome to the Responsible Finance Podcast, the official podcast of the Responsible Finance and Investment Foundation. I am Blake Good, the CEO of the RFI Foundation, a global nonprofit organization working to build awareness, promote research, and encourage convergence in the responsible finance industry, including socially responsible investment, ESG, Islamic finance, and impact investment. The purpose of the Responsible Finance Podcast is to connect you to the leaders behind innovative approaches to creating positive social impact in responsible finance. In this podcast, we talk to Dr. Shireen Kunivava, a senior lecturer at the University Malaya Law Faculty, who has had her research on Malaysia's Islamic banks and their approach to environmental impact, recently published in the Arab Law Quarterly. Dr. Shireen's expertise is in commercial law and Islamic finance law, and she has worked both as an academic and also in banking and elsewhere in the financial industry. Her research focuses on whether environmental impact is important for a bank's identity as a Sharia-compliant institution, how it should implement this in its operations, and who should oversee whether its actions go far enough to meet its obligations for Sharia compliance. Currently, most Islamic banks don't address environmental issues as a part of their Sharia governance process, so her research identifies some great recommendations for how Islamic banks could start to address this issue. Now, here's my conversation with Dr. Shireen. Hi, could you introduce yourself and share a bit about what motivated your research and what the focus of your research is? Okay, uh, good morning. Um, Thank you, Mr. Blake. Uh, my name is actually uh, Dr. Shirin Kunibhava. I'm a senior lecturer at uh, University of Malaya. Um, and this research was part of a research grant provided by University of Malaya. Um, the research itself was on uh, Islamic banks um, in Malaysia, focusing in Malaysia, and uh, how um, they can, how, what are the sustainable financing practices currently um, that Islamic banks are doing and how it, they can improve in those practices. One of the, I guess, the summary of the research that I thought was uh, really helpful in addition to what you, what you shared there, uh, you wrote, uh, quote, this research focused on Islamic banks because of the Islamic responsibility to main ba- maintain balance, continuation of the environment. Uh, Islam requires that humans ensure environmental sustainability for future generations. Could you give a quick overview of uh, about that and how you went about trying to find the answer to the question? Okay. Um, actually, the the whole research started with um, the fact that in Islam, uh, according to the primary sources uh, in in Sharia, uh, in the Quran and the Sunnah. Um, environment is uh, considered to be uh, one of the one of the factors that we should take care of. We should uh, conserve, preserve, um, and also uh, whatever actions we do must be in moderation. We should only take what uh, is necessary. We should not abuse or corrupt um, uh, the earth and the natural resources. So it is part of um, it is from the uh, primary sources and. And uh, since uh, Islam requires such practices, uh, what we did was we tried to look and see whether Islamic banks actually, because in Malaysia, Islamic banks must ensure Sharia. I mean, throughout the world, Islamic banks must ensure Sharia compliance. And so what we we wanted to research on and uh, look at is whether or not 
Sharia compliance uh, as interpreted or as practiced by Islamic banks include uh, taking, in, taking into account uh, environment, environmental practices. Um, so um, it was just a, 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 an idea. I started off as an idea and a, a question, a research question. And we went along by um, uh, looking at Malaysia's practices. Uh, most of the, uh, a lot of the research that we did during that time was um, pr uh, through primary uh, data, which meant we, uh, we interviewed uh, Islamic bankers uh, in Malaysia, Sharia advisors. Uh, we had a focus group discussion, um, mostly local, uh, local uh, participants, um, and maybe uh, maybe a few uh, foreign, but mostly local, because we are looking at Malaysia. So um, we wanted to gauge whether or not number one uh, Sharia compliance in the definition of Islamic bankers' uh, mind and also Sharia advisors does it include. Uh, the environment. That, when they think about Sharia compliance, does it mean that they also um, meet, they also include the fact that the environment must be taken care of or must be preserved, must must be considered? Um, and then we went on to see uh, what are the practices of Islamic banks um, by looking at the annual reports um, of Islamic banks. There are sixteen Islamic banks in Malaysia, so we surveyed the annual reports um, of the 16 banks. Now the 16 banks in Islam in, in Malaysia include uh, full-fledged and also uh, full uh, Islamic subsidiaries. Um, so sometimes these, uh, so, so we use the annual reports of the past year to look at their uh, environmental practices and document them through a table. What did you find? Uh both from the primary sources and from the annual reports. Okay. Um, okay, starting with the annual report. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, annual reports are usually data from the previous year. So um, you cannot get the exact current data. You have to look at, like for example, if the annual report is in 2016, you're talking about data of 2015. So uh, in that sense, we have a limitation in our, in our data, uh, the time factor. But um, having said that, um, the data, the annual, and annual report showed us that um, there are steps taken by Islamic banks. Most of the steps are taken in their operations. Um, we uh, generally we believe the we when we did the research we believe that there are three areas that um, Islamic banks should focus on when it comes to the environment. One is in their operations. The other one is in investments, how they invest, um, uh, they make the investments, where they invest, whether it's environmentally sound, and thirdly, when they give financing, whether the corporations or entities or projects that they um, um, finance are um, are, environment, are environmentally sound or, and, and practice sustainable uh, practices. Now, um, what we found is from the annual reports is most of the Islamic banks in Malaysia are practicing um, uh, conservation or environment, environmentally sound practices in their operations. Um, for example, they um, go paperless they use, um, they encourage um, e-statements, uh, mobile, mobile um, online banking. So there's uh, more efficiency, um, less use of paper, um, 
and and uh, conservation in that sense. But, but when it comes to uh, the other two main factors, uh, responsible financing um, and uh, investments, they don't really seem to be focusing on, um, on these two areas when it comes to the environment. This is, this is, a, this is generally what we, a summarized form of what we found from the annual reports. Uh, from the primary data, um, which were the interviews, um, okay, the first thing that we found out is that most of them believe that Sharia compliance should include sound environmental practices, um, making sure that the environment is, is uh, taken care of as well. However, um, when it came to um, actually doing it, the Sharia advisors said it was not their mandate uh, to look at uh, environment factors when they looked at Sharia compliance. And Islamic bankers said that Islamic banks in Malaysia have dif uh, um, different practices according to the banks. There's no, uh, there's no standard practice on how they look at environment. Generally, uh, local banks do not look at more than operations in there in, when they look when they're considering the environment. Uh, that's a summarized form of, of what we found from the data, uh, primary data. Okay, since going back to one of the things you mentioned earlier about how Islamic banks are required to maintain Sharia compliance, are there any regulatory uh, areas where their Sharia compliance could be expanded to include environmental uh, stewardship? Okay, in, in Malaysia, we, um, we do have some provisions. Uh, for example, um, our Islamic Financial Services Act talks about uh, under Section 28 of the Islamic Financial Services Act 2013, um, it, it, it talks about the fact that Islamic banks uh, have to be Sharia compliant. Mm. It doesn't specifically talk about the environment. Um, it just says that it must comply with Sharia and Sharia compliance uh, includes um, ensuring that, the, uh, uh, that Sharia is complied with and uh, uh, the Sharia Advisory Council's um, resolutions and uh, decisions are complied with by Islamic banks. So we do have a provision on Sharia compliance in the act itself, but it doesn't have any link with the environment. Um, at the same time, we have some regulation under Bank Negara. Uh, recently, uh, Bank Negara, um, middle of last year actually, not that recent, uh, came out with this, um, which was termed as value-based uh, intermediation. And what they were doing was they were uh, um, recommending uh, certain um, values or re recommendations that Islamic banks should consider uh, when they conduct their operations and so forth. And these values included ensuring proper environment uh, governance and sustainable um, goals, uh, ESG. So um, this, this is based on the fact that in Sharia, we must ensure Makasid um, al-Sharia or the objectives of Sharia are are actually um, are actually um, carried out. Now, during my during our research, one of the uh, I, I we also had a, a discussion with uh, the Central Bank of Malaysia, and and they actually said that when they look at 
um, green practices or green banking practices, they don't look at it only as um, environment. They look at it from a corporate, social governance point of view. And they said that Bank Nagara prefers voluntary principles um, and uh, so that the banks uh, or Islamic banks can decide. Uh, they are encouraged. So Bank Nagara actually encourages them. So this value-based intermediation is actually general principles that encourage conforming with objectives of Sharia, which includes um, environmentally, uh, environmentally uh, proper practices. Of course, uh, my personal opinion is that uh, it's a good start, but it is not um, specific uh, on sustainable practices, uh, specific on the environment. Okay, there's, yeah, there's one more um, uh, policy paper on corporate governance, uh, which has come out by Bank Nagara, which uh, says that the board of direct, the board should be responsible for ensuring sustainability. But this is a general principle. Uh, again, it comes from uh, good practices by Islamic banks. Yeah, going into the to the point that you mentioned about the different levels of responsibility, you mentioned as a as a call to action within the uh, recommendations of the paper that uh, quote the environmental crisis that our planet faces today requires every single individual, company, industry, and nation to make an effort towards sustainability. Therefore, the researchers recommend immediate coordinated action on three levels by individual Islamic banks, by the central bank, and on an international level. For Islamic banks, it sounds like both on the regulatory side and, and within the banks themselves, there's a, a movement towards some voluntary efforts, but it doesn't seem to be very coordinated around their financing operations. And you mentioned that there's a role within the Islamic Financial Services Act for Sharia compliance to be uh, required for, for the institutions. And Malaysia also has the unique feature of having uh, the longest central Sharia board uh, of any country. Do you think that the central Sharia board giving, uh, weighing in on at least some guidelines around what Islamic banks could be doing to fulfill their environmental sustainability responsibility under the Makassar al-Sharia would be something valuable for the banks, at least to set an expectation of, of where they can start. Definitely. Um, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that the Sharia Advisory Council of Bank Nagara should come up with guidelines. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, um, I was asking if it would help, it would be helpful for the banks to, to get some guidance about what, what mm. their requirement is uh, from a Sharia mm. perspective. Yeah, I think that's an excellent suggestion uh, from your part. Yeah, I would, I would um, highly recommend that if uh, the Sharia Advisory Council of Bank Nagara, uh, which is considered to be the highest authority in Malaysia on um, Sharia, uh, on, in, in Islamic banking under the Central Bank of Malaysia Act 2009, um, if they came up with guidelines, that would solidify the fact that Sharia uh, committees in Malaysia must take into account the environment when they're looking at Sharia compliance because uh, of the link of Section 28 um, of the Islamic Financial Services Act with the fact that um, it includes complying with complying with the Islamic banks must comply with the resolutions of the Sharia Advisory Council. Um, yeah, uh, yes, I do agree that they should come up with guidelines. Yes. 
And then uh, along with that, I know that one of the uh, points that you make uh, or relay from the Sharia scholars is that they don't necessarily have the expertise in that area. That's right. Is there, is there a need then for other organizations to be involved with the Sharia community to provide, uh, provide information about environmental sustainability and also have understanding of, of the perspective that the Sharia scholars are going to be coming from in deciding uh, what's important from an environmental sustainability angle. Okay. Um, yeah. When we interviewed, uh, when we did the focus group discussion and there were Sharia advisors at present and they said that, yes, Sharia compliance includes um, environmental um, conservation and sustainability. However, when they look at the documents and all, they only look at whether it's valid from a legal point of view. Um, one of the issues when I asked them, shouldn't, I asked them, shouldn't you be looking at environment as well? Isn't that Sharia compliance? They agreed that it is Sharia compliance, but the bankers said that the Sharia committees do not have the expertise to look at environment factors. As you said, should uh, experts come in? Now, that's the thing. Um, if I, I did give a recommendation in the paper that maybe the Sharia committee can have experts sitting with them when they're looking at certain projects, when they want to approve whether it's Sharia compliant. That's, that's one way to do it. Um, another recommendation is to have a separate unit on looking at sustainable practices, which is not linked to the Sharia committee, uh, or have a separate unit and have the Sharia advisors to sit with them. Um, I also um, recommend that training should be given to all the um, employees, and this includes the Sharia committee members on um, the environment um, awareness and, and so forth. So there's a few ways to go about it. I personally um, started the research thinking that um, the Sharia advisors should take on a bigger role in ensuring that the, the Islamic banks also look at environment. But after the focus group discussion and all, I'm not sure whether they are equipped with it and I'm not sure whether um, they should be given that responsibility. Do you think that other uh, organizations, both within Malaysia and internationally, can play a supporting role, bringing some of that experience and uh, integrating environmental impact into financial institutions? Uh, processes? Yeah. yeah. Um, other organizations may not be able to influence Islamic banks because Islamic banks are governed by Bank Nagar, uh, by the central bank. If, if, if Islamic banks are to be, are to um, conform to other organizations' principles, then it has to be something like the greater principles where, it's a, where uh, Islamic banks voluntarily um, subscribe to the principles because they feel uh, or they want to and that is what the equator principles is all about equator principles is in our, uh, our international standards which um, uh, banks and um, um, voluntarily uh, become mem they become members of this organization because uh, they, they they i mean maybe it's the shareholders who who recommended but um, they voluntarily take it up and they when it comes to project financing, uh, bridging loans, which are on a very large scale, they, they ensure that those who are seeking finance must comply with 10 principles. So um, our research found out that Islamic banks, local Islamic banks in Malaysia do not actually sub, um, are not members of the equator principle and that it, uh, it would definitely uh, be good for them to, to be um, members of them.
um, of this kind of organization. Um, another recommendation we have, which is, uh, is, is for the central bank itself to come up with um, clearer guidelines on uh, sustainable financing um, for Islamic banks. Yeah, and I think you mentioned, uh, in addition to the Equator Principles, the Sustainable Banking Network uh, and the UN Environment Program Finance Initiative. The, yeah, the Sustainable Banking uh, Network is actually um, uh, an organization which um, uh, uh, lists down the, the countries that have um, uh, policies, uh, roadmaps, guidelines, on uh, banking and, and I think they also provide um, um, assistance uh, to these countries. So currently there are, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether this is uh, recent, but there are about 12 countries in the world that actually have uh, principles, roadmaps, uh, guidelines, voluntary, some non-voluntary on um, sustainable banking or financing practices. Um, yeah, Malaysia is not one of them because we don't really have uh, a regula regulation yet, per se. Um, and I wouldn't say that the value-based intimidation is, um, is, is, is of that sort. But there are countries in Asia, mostly Asia and um, uh, Central um, South America, um, that, that are part of this organization. And uh, China is too. Um, and... Um, yeah, what we see is that um, those countries that do have these uh, regulations, they seem to be um, quite serious about it. And these regulations are, are, are very specific to green uh, banking practices, sustainable practices like Bangladesh, which was one of the forerunners in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that as well. We've done some, some research on this area with Islamic banks, both in Malaysia and uh, and elsewhere in the world, and found found a similar. There's there's some institutional awareness being built up. There's some operational uh, green green activities around um, energy efficiency and reducing paper usage, but there, it hasn't translated yet into the into what they're financing. And I think some of the recommendations that you've highlighted are are, uh, are very valuable, and uh, I think specifically for Malaysia because there has been. Uh, the, the push both um, with the central bank and the valuation to mediation framework to build awareness around sustainable finance and then also right. uh, on the capital market side with some of the activities that the Securities Commission has been active in. That there's, Malaysia has an opportunity, it seems, uh, to here to become a leader in the green finance space. Great. Thank you for the, for the interview. And are there any closing closing points you'd like to make about your research and what you found? Yeah, I, I just like to say one thing that um, maybe I didn't um, state it earlier, but there are some, there are, the, you, you are right about the fact that in Malaysia, it's like banks do have the opportunity and they are moving forward. Definitely there is, um, there is definitely a move forward uh, uh, on uh, green financing, sustainable practices. When we had the focus group discussion, there were some, who were very enthusiastic uh, bankers uh, and Sharia advisors. They were all very pro uh, the environment and ensuring sustainable practices. So um, I can only see a good future. And I do hope that, um, that um, 
um, Malaysia does become the leader or at least um, encourages other countries to go into green or sustainable environment practices. Uh, my closing remark is that um, I do hope uh, that our research uh, benefits everyone and that um, we very much enjoyed doing it. It wasn't, um, it wasn't difficult because um, this was our passion <laughs> and that's all. That's great. Uh, if any listeners of the podcast have any questions, they can email, uh, email me at uh, info at rfi-foundation.org. Can you mention where the research is published? If you want to read the whole article, um, it's under the journal, Arab Law Quarterly, um, volume 32, 2018, pages 129 to 157. And the title of the article is um, Sustainable Financing and Enhancing the Role of Islamic Banks in Malaysia. Great. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks again for listening to the Responsible Finance Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you want to stay updated about RFI's work, you can find the link to subscribe to our newsletter on our Twitter feed, at RFI Foundation. You can also follow me at Sharing Risk. Hope you'll join us for our next podcast.